0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
0: Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young We're all superstars Good morning, everybody. Lisa McDonald here, Carpe Diem. I want to thank you very much once again for joining me here. I'm Dundas, Ontario, Canada. And I just want to, before I get into the show, I just want to apologize for some technical issues that went down on my show last week. I had... Uh, one of my favorite guests and uh, developing good friends, Rob Proust on my show. I had welcomed him back, and uh, last minute I had some Skyping issues and had to resort to using my telephone, which really uh, changed a lot of the context and how I would normally dialogue. So for those of you who were able to bear with that, uh, thank you so much, and thank you for returning. And I'm just really delighted today to have such a phenomenal spirit joining us today, uh, a woman who I met last. Week at one of my book signings at chapters in Burlington, and uh, where I was positioned with my table and set up uh, right by the front door. So it was just lovely. As soon as my guest Peggy walked through the door, Honestly, such a ray of light, and she kindly came over to me, introduced herself, inquired about my books, eventually purchased a copy of each of my two books, and it struck up a really lovely conversation. And uh, when she was telling her journey, as you will come to hear on uh, my show today, I said to myself and I said to her I said you know I really have to have you on my show and when we further delved into that it was only after I had invited her onto my radio show that she then shared with me we we had radio in common. So that brings me to my introduction of Peggy Fleming-Chomos and uh, so radio radio is very close to Peggy's heart. It is where she began her writing career after Mohawk College uh, here again in Hamilton, Ontario. Worked for one year at a radio station called CHAM in Hamilton, was then offered a job in the creative department at CKOC, where Peggy worked for almost 30 years. Peggy worked first as a creative writer and then as a creative director. The FM station was then added, then called CKLH, and later changed to 102.9 K-Light FM. When the station Aired management had asked Peggy to host an hour-long daily show Monday to Friday from 3 to 4 called That Wonderful Year. It featured music from a different year every day from 1950 to the mid-'80s. The show was filled with sports, trivia, fads, fashion, and news stories. Peggy learned to operate the show herself and spin the music. She continued to write commercials as well as voice them. All of this, however, came to an end on September 6, 1996, when Peggy was involved in a serious car accident in California. Peggy had a long road of recovery ahead of her when she believed she would never survive. Peggy had to learn to walk again, as well as face long and varied treatments, which were often painful. A year later, a miracle had walked into Peggy's life, and I think now would be the perfect time to turn the story over to you, Peggy. So I want to welcome you to my show, Carpe Diem. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for asking me to be part of this wonderful event. I, I appreciate it, and I look forward to sharing some of my feelings.
0: Well, thank you. And uh, so, why don't we pick up the story from there? Because you told it so eloquently, and it really moved me. Uh, So, you you take over here, Peggy. Okay.
1: Well, as you mentioned, I was holidaying in California, visiting friends, when I had a very serious accident. And um, during that time, uh, it took them forever to get me out. But my heart had stopped, and the beginning of my journey started there. I saw my mother, who had passed away, oh, 10 years earlier, and um, I saw her and I said, oh, Mom, I've i missed, I've missed you, i missed you, I'm so glad to see you. And she stood before me so young, looking just like she did in her wedding picture, and she said, I've missed you too, I'm so glad you're here for a visit. I said, no, I'm not here for a visit. I'm staying. I was always a very stubborn child. I like to have my own way. (laughs) So she said, uh, she just smiled and said I was only there for a moment and uh, that it wasn't my time to be with her and that I had to return. Well, I kept saying, no, I wasn't going back and uh, that I missed her and I wanted to stay. And she kept saying no, and she'd start walking towards me. And she and I'd say, well, I'm not going, Mom. I just want to put my arms around you and and see everyone that I haven't seen in so long. But I miss all the things you used to tell me. And, and she walked up to me, and she would gently put her hands on my chest. And she'd push me back a bit, and I'd say, no, I'm not going. She says, well, dear, you have so much more to do in your life, important things that I had to accomplish in my life. And you have to go back and do that. And then someday we'll be together again. Well, I guess that must have been the time that the paramedics and the firemen were putting the uh, paddles to my chest because I guess they must have brought me back or I wouldn't be here with you today. i so glad you're here. They, um, <laughs> um, I ended up in Wilshire, woke up uh, from unconsciousness a few days later, didn't know who I was or where I was, but uh, they finally uh, shipped me home by air, and uh, my journey started from there. And as you mentioned, I went through, oh gosh, um, hundreds of treatments, pills, needles, you name it. I, I had it. And uh, I learned to walk again, not very well, but I learned to walk again. And, but I was always trying, but there just wasn't that certain something there. And then um, one day into my life came my guardian angel, Zeus. He was a small Karen Terrier service dog, and uh, he came to the house and. He looked at me and I looked at him and I thought, oh, he's so tiny. And he walked over to me and he looked in my eyes and I swear he was telling me, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to help you because I love you with all my heart. And wow. he got, my husband lifted him up on my onto my lap and he curled there on my lap and just licked my hand. And um, that began our journey. When Mm -hmm. I started walking, he'd be with me. If I lose my balance off the scooter and fall on the roadway, he was trained to wait. If my eyes were open, he'd sit there until I could get myself up or holler for help. Or if my eyes wouldn't open, he'd lick my face and he'd wait. And if they didn't open, he'd run to the first house, scratch at the door and bark until... He gets someone to come out. And then uh, I don't know how many times, you know, I lay on the road with a concussion. <laughs> oh, I you. think I bounced on my head so many times. The trauma psychiatrist the other day said, You went into the wrong profession. You should have become a female boxer because your <laughs> head is so resilient that wow. you, <laughs> you, you know, you'll never end up in a hospital not knowing where you are because every time you got a Uh, a fist in the head, it would just kind of bounce around and you'd be all right. But uh, Dudley was always there and I would have these terrible night terrors, which I wouldn't remember. And he would get up and he'd go and get my husband and he'd come and my husband was told that when I had these terrors, he just had to touch my arm and say that I'm safe, I'm home with Zeus and everything is fine, just go to sleep. And I'd calm down, and I would go back into my REM sleep. And he would lay on my lap in the morning. I'd wake up, and there he'd be. And um, we would walk when I finally, excuse me, when I finally was able to uh, do little walks with my walker, We would go for long walks, and we'd talk, and uh, the birds would sing, and I'd whistle the little song they were playing. And and Mm -hmm. he'd look up, and he made me aware of everything around me, all the sounds, all the things that were peaceful. I'd sing to him. He loved it. Beautiful. Pardon? Beautiful. And we'd always come to this one little corner near the house where there was kind of it was sandy and it was gold and he would dig there and I'd say Dudley I'm going to have to cover that up but I said if you keep digging we're going to end up in China I said then what are we going to do I said you're going to have to learn to eat rice and I said we're going to have to send daddy a postcard saying hi if you're wondering where we are we're in China we don't know when we'll be back but we'll be back someday and he'd sit there and I'd swear he was laughing at me Wow. And, uh, But he taught me so many things. When you're in pain, your your moods will change suddenly, and mm-hmm. you say things you don't mean. And I'm sure there were times when I would yell at him for no reason at all. And, you know, he would never cringe or crawl away, but he'd come right up, jump up, and sit on my lap, and reach up and give me kisses on the cheek. And I think, oh my God, how does he have this feeling that just just forgive and to love something so Mm -hmm. much? Why can't I do that? So I started practicing every day, you know, reaching out, trying to understand, listening. And um, this went on for about 14 years. And then, unfortunately, Zeus got very ill, and um, I had to make the decision to uh, give him a happier life. So I told him that um, I was going to uh, have the vet come to the house, and we would gently make him feel comfortable so that he crossed the Rainbow Bridge. And that uh, when it's my time to go, I knew he would be waiting there for me. And mm-hmm. when I came up, he'd be sitting right by the pearly gates, just off of the Rainbow Bridge, waiting for me. And I thought, you know, my life is going to continue, and he's always going to inspire me. And that's when I decided that i go to the SPCA. They had a grievance uh program for people who had lost pets and um, I went to that and I learned so much information and whenever I went somewhere if I saw a phrase or something that made me feel good or about dogs I'd write it down in my little book I'd carry in my bag Mm -hmm. and uh, then I thought one day I'm collecting all this stuff and I have all these feelings why don't I write a book so I started I started writing, hadn't written a book in my life, I had written commercials, that's about 30 or 60 seconds, that was your choice, (laughs) and uh, I didn't know how long this was going to be, but I figured it will at least be a tool for other people who have had physical or emotional or any kind of problems that they have had to fight to get through, Mm -hmm. and how getting... An animal or a special person to help to guide them through all of this, and he did. I cried buckets, I'm sure, oh, but wow. uh, every time I felt my felt myself changing, mm-hmm. I could I could feel things better. And when I was talking to people, whatever feelings I had, I could feel them flying out of my chest and surrounding them. Or saying little things that will give them encouragement to, to grow, to be positive, be enthusiastic, pass on your good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just amazing. I, I noticed myself being calmer. I laughed more. I sing to myself when I get on my scooter to take Dudley for long walks. And I'd sing to him all the songs my father would sing to me when I was a little girl. And um, we we just knew everybody on the street. Mm-hmm. They'd say, hi there, how are you today? And they'd say, Dudley, our angel, our guardian angel is here today. And he loved it. And uh, I said, Dudley, that's my current dog. Uh, right. They're so much alike <laughs> in some ways. He called mm-hmm. Dudley, do wrong. <laughs> but, well,
0: uh, and Peggy, that. You know, I want to thank you so much for sharing that, and, you know, it was as you were telling me that story when, uh, you know, I was blessed to have met you last weekend, and mm-hmm. it was the telling of the story, and it was your abominable spirit, because for what you had described, the tragedy in which you had gone through, and how that completely altered your life, um, you know, and all the transitional treatments that you had to undergo and not knowing throughout the course of each one of them where that was going to later take you in terms of the healing process and regaining your life and reclaiming your identity and and um, so when I heard you talk about your journey and the fact that throughout the course of your whole description of what you kindly shared with me you know you were just smiling and you were beaming and you know all you could take away from it, which you imparted to me, which resonated with me enough to want to have you on radio was, you know, no matter what life throws at you, you have the personal choice, as difficult as it might be during the whole juncture of your journey to, to turn it into a positive and you are extremely inspirational and, you know, and it takes me to my wanting to ask you, as you were describing for the listening audience, you know when when you had basically flatlined, and um, you know you had that encounter with your mom, and how lovely is that? But had you prior to all of that, did you believe in miracles? Did you believe in in what people describe when they they technically forever how many minutes pass over uh, that that would be possible, or was this you having experienced it for the first time and realizing, well, absolutely, because I just had this encounter with my mom
1: well i had always believed that we have such a wonderful spirit inside of us that it has to pass on mm-hmm. and at some time you you hear of people that have passed over for a moment or two and met their loved ones I always believed that and i thought if anything ever happened to me i hope that I would be able to see my mother again because she was such a wonderful woman, great sense of humor, very, very sensitive to what went on in the world around her. Mm -hmm. And much of that I gleaned from her. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it happened, I thought, this is more than a miracle. This was meant to be because she told me I had things that had to be done that were going to change myself and the world. And I knew then that uh, I didn't want to admit it, that I couldn't stay, but that I had to go back. And it was the most wonderful feeling if anyone ever has the opportunity to experience that. They'll realize what an incredible journey it is, no matter for how long it is, seconds or minutes, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it will change their life forever.
0: Oh, undoubtedly, for sure. And it's a- and have you, Peggy, as a result of having had that experience, have you connected with anybody, whether it be a support group or whether it just be sharing your story and finding out through the discussion of whoever you've been speaking to, whether, you know, individual conversations or group uh, conversations of anyone else who has had that experience and having that in common because that's such a unique experience. And I, as beautiful as it was for you and, and all that you um, were able to embody from that, you know, it's nice to be able to on another level be able to connect with people who – who have shared that in common with you because it is such a unique experience it's not every day you can connect with somebody and have that in common so have you met with anybody spoke with anybody who yes
1: i have i've, I've mm-hmm. spoken on my journeys with the either uh with dudley when we go out walking mm-hmm. and sometimes we we take a long walk and uh i'll run across people and we always stop and chit chat i say hello and we start a conversation And I've run across people that have had that experience or had a family member Mm -hmm. have that experience. And, you know, you see the joy in their eyes. You can feel it emanating from them. Like Mm -hmm. it's a warm wind wrapping around your body and holding you gently. Beautiful. It's it's an incredible experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I... I don't know how else to explain it, um, but there are people out there that have, and I listen to their stories, and I think how fortunate we've been because they, an experience like that can't help but change you, mm-hmm. and it does because a lot of the people that I've met that have had it happen say, you know, it's it's opened up their lives. They're mm-hmm. More likely to stop and talk to people that they wouldn't have before. Or they'll smile nicely when they walk by and they glow. I don't care what anyone says. They have an aura. Mm-hmm. And that's their aura giving to me, sharing with me, and I can feel it. And well, it makes me feel wonderful. <laughs>
0: Well, you certainly emanated that aura when I saw you come through those doors and, uh, you know, and you were wearing that bright, Peach tank top and matching coral lipstick, and I just thought, wow, you know, <laughs> this this woman has a true glow about her. And uh, the moment that we spoke, and you opened your mouth, you know, it was the whole package deal. And it was such a lovely, lovely conversation with you. And you know, I as I was saying when we were going pre-live. Um, you know, I know a lot, I'm I'm blessed to know a lot of phenomenal people and a lot of beautiful people and, you know, people who come into my life at different periods, some stay, some don't, uh, for whatever the reason, you know, we're meant to cross paths with people, but you're one of those people, uh, and for every time I've had that feeling with other individuals in particular, and I have felt this is somebody who's going to be in my life forever, that has... Primarily remain to be true. And I just feel that with you, with your spirit, your energy, your wisdom. Um, You know, you bring something very unique to this planet. And I just feel so grateful to have crossed paths with you, Peggy.
1: Oh, Lisa, I can't tell you what the two books I purchased from you have meant to me. And I read from um, the, uh, there was a a portion of, in your second book about people who had had actions. If you don't mind me quoting from it.
0: No, you go right ahead. That's Reimburse the Universe, which you're citing. Thank yes, you.
1: That's
0: uh,
1: he's saying we are incredibly lucky if our lungs can breathe or if our heart properly pumps. But if some or all of these parts of our body do not work, what we have to do, what I can't talk this morning. That's what okay. we do have, which no one can take away from each of us, and that's the line that no one can take away from each of us, is our universal spirit because hmm. our spirit strives. It does. When I open up, whatever good I have about the day or my life just comes pouring out, and I hope it makes anyone and everyone that I talk to feel better, happier Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: they learn a lesson and your books are i swear they've been written for me i read i've read them so many times and um the one i'm giving to a a young a new child coming into this world your first book the little boy gad Mm -hmm. and i read that about 10 times and i thought This is a book that she will treasure for a lifetime, because the ideas not only inspire youth and children, but they're things that go continue on through our life until Mm -hmm. it's time for us to leave. Because I believe that when that time comes, because we've reached that universe, we're going to be ready. We're going to pass happily because. Mm -hmm we're taking memories with us to share with all those we've left behind.
0: Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate your kind words, Peggy. and I, you know, I'm always often touched, you know, the, the, the novelty or the kindness in which people expressed to me about how my book resonated with them on any which level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's the stuff I love to hear, you know, when, and that's, you know, it's a reciprocal thing because for, for all the other people who I know who are immensely talented and gifted, whether it be, you know, fellow authors or musicians or painters, people in drama, Whatever the case may be, you know, I just I love the message and the inspiration that I derive from that, and um, so to hear that coming from you, given what I deem you to be in terms of just such a beautiful person and a bright light. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> that means a lot. So I really appreciate your kindness. I appreciate your support and it just warms me deeply to hear that my books and the messages within my books have resonated with you on that level. So thank you so much for that.
1: Thank you and uh, it has burned me on since to another reinvention in my life. I've, I've, I've had another change that has changed me even more Mm-hmm. And I've decided to write another book on it. Yay! And it's going to be funny. Um, I ended up having bariatric surgery to lose all the weight that I gained when I was ill. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something to go through. And anyone who who has that problem, who needs to do it, and there aren't any other choices, mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun book. And it's going to make people who can't have it feel good about themselves. Because um, you're beautiful on the inside. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. And, you know, you have so much to share. So share it. Pass it on. Be
0: beautiful.
1: enthusiastic. Love your life. <laughs>
0: That's phenomenal. Thank you. And I, I love my guests who are all very like-minded, who express the same sentiments and truly honor themselves by living that type of an authentic life and uh, and pay it forward continuously. So obviously there's lots of great gifts in store for you to uh, bestow upon other people who have yet the pleasure to meet you and to connect oh. with you and to feel supported by you. So, you know, I can't wait to hear all those stories unfold and how you continue to impact, profoundly impact and positively, uh, impact people's lives. But I'm really curious because we do share in common, uh, the radio Mm -hmm. aspect. You know, if we could kind of jump back into your, your, your career of, of being a radio show writer and having your own program. And, you know, when I think about, I mean, I just do an hour of radio once a week and it's the tail end of the week on Friday and Mm You know, when I think of, uh, and maybe if that was solely the only um, undertaking that I had, it wouldn't at sometimes, although it's a labor of love, everything I do is truly a labor of love. But sometimes, you know, it is a bit uh, labor intensive because, you know, you, you do want to seek out uh, good people who have something positive to say, which is aligned with not only my host show's philosophy, but the entire contact talk radio network, which is personal empowerment. And you know, all the the wonderful guests that I've had on my show to date, it truly is talking about passions, paying it forward, um, you know, giving back to society, giving back to children, whatever the case may be, whether it be through your voice, whether it be through your written hand, whether it be through your paintbrush, whatever the case, it's just been lovely. And um you know so for for having this opportunity to connect with you and you to share your story because of course you know we've got people listening and and that brings me to our toll free number for uh our guests or our, our listeners who are listening i'm going to offer that up i would love to hear people call in and talk to peggy 8772303062 i'll say it again 8 8- seven seven two three zero three zero six two. But going back to my original point, you know, when I think of, of the time out of respect for what it is that you do and for the people that you invite onto your show, you know, and and getting their bios and connecting with them before you go live, I can't imagine what would what that would have entailed for you on a daily basis, Monday to Friday for a full hour program. I mean that's that's a lot of work.
1: Oh, I think Spent more time at the morgue at the spectator going through old papers (laughs) I went to use bookstores I bought everything I talked to sports people I got everything I could find Mm -hmm. for every year I had to do and that took a lot of time and then I had to write it all down and the gentleman who uh, hired me to first become a creative writer at CKOC was Nevin Grant, who is quite well-known in the industry and who has yes. just finished um, having his book about radio. Uh, I believe it's being published very soon. Mm-hmm. A brilliant man. He knows everything about everything that concerns the radio and the people in it. And he picked all the music for me. He said, I know the music and I'll do the music for you. Pick it all. Put it all down. So he did that for me. Then it was up for me to correlate four shows for each year, putting Mm -hmm. in all of the information that I'd gleaned from whatever. It took a long time. I'd be at my typewriter at home. It was before the computers were, uh, Mm -hmm. um, before I'd even bought a computer because the computers we were at the radio station then were special broadcasting computers. They weren't like Windows 7 or Windows 10 or whatever. Uh, it was a specific program, and that's how you went by it. So when you got a new computer at home for your own, which I had one for a commercial I had written about uh, stops stopping smoking, mm-hmm. and um, I had to go and take classes to learn how to use it. <laughs> so wow, I'm still flying you. in the dark sometimes.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I understand that quite well. <laughs>
1: But uh, so I'd work well into the night working on this stuff, and in the morning I'd be up at 7, I'd get showered, I'd go in work, put the coffee on, and sit at my de- desk, check out my day, and then I'd take a half an hour and make some more notes on things for my show, and then mm-hmm. my phone would start ringing, and it would have to be put aside. But uh, I loved it. I loved everybody, everything about radio. The people that I met... Um, The clients that I had were all so funny. Some are still very dear friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And we all stick together. Uh, We had a reunion in May of some of the old folks from uh, CKOC. And it was so great to see people like Dave Charles, who now does uh, consultation work uh, in the States and in um, Australia and New York. He travels extensively. And a mm-hmm. lot of the very well-known names that started out on CKOC those many years ago. And it was uh, Ontario's oldest radio station mm-hmm. in Canada. Wow. So, yep. Yeah.
0: And so and, when, you th- when you think back to some of the people that uh, you would interview uh, and uh, invite them on to your program, do you recall some of those people standing out as being some of your favorite interviews for whatever reason, and you can share with us why that might be?
1: Oh, gosh. The only I time, I, the I, only time I ever got to speak to uh, any people uh, during my show that wonderful year was when I would run my contest line for a portrait setting, and they would come on the air and I'd chat with them briefly and uh, get to know them, and they would... They'd say, you sound so cheery and happy. And I said, well, I am. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, it comes across. And I said, I'm so happy that you won this. And if you get a chance, come by the station, let me meet you, and we can have a coffee and a chat. And that was as close as I got to interviewing them because it was basically an information show in music and oh. whatnot. Okay. So... Uh, but,
0: and, uh, what, and what and what would have been some of your favorite information to share? Because I know we talked, the you know, the categories in which you would speak to would be, mm-hmm. you know, sports, fashion, oh. trivia, current news. Did you have, like, a favorite portion of that that uh, you love to talk about and prepare for?
1: Oh, I always loved the trivia, the things that were in fashion then, the hula hoop, poodle uh, <laughs> skirts. Uh, the first time young women started wearing lip I know when you're a young girl, you can't wait till you get old enough to put on lipstick and eye makeup. And you'd sneak out of the house on the way to school (laughs) and put it on so your mother wouldn't see.
0: Oh, I did that. And I also got caught for that, too. Wasn't a pretty story.
1: (laughs) You know, um, but just everything. And then, of course, there there were the most important things in history. That always fascinated me. Mm -hmm. And I would get people calling in and talking to me while I'd be playing music. And I would get some veterans who would be talking, and I'd say, well, call me back after the show, and we'll talk some more. Mm -hmm. But you meet so many interesting people. And um, on the way to the uh, music director, Nevin Grant, all the groups that were performing in the area or pushing their new albums would have to pass through by my office to go to his. So I met some of the top Canadian and American groups.
0: Would some that include which- the Spoons? Because I've had them on my show. I've had those yes. top groups. And, and, and I think Rob's listening right now. So, <laughs> yeah, he's been on my show twice. I've had Gordon Depp on my show once uh, from the Spoons. And yes. uh, so when you say top Canadian bands, I I presumed that that would be amongst your list.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, mm. they were. They mm. were local uh, boys and girls that started and um, they just shot off and they were just incredible and it's so nice to see them coming back and doing more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, Crowbar um, would come in, became, Kelly J and I became fast friends and he said, when are you going to California again? And I said, uh, next October. And he says, well, he says, I'm going to be at Whiskey-A-Go-Go on such and such a date. Why don't you come down, my guest, see the show, and then afterwards we'll go upstairs to the guest suite and talk, and you can tell me what Nevin and everybody else is up to. And I said, oh, great. So that was the first time I had ever gone into that place. Boy, Mm -hmm. what an awakening. I certainly did feel like the turnip falling off the truck. (laughs) Coming from an old town, small town into big L.A., what a culture shock. <laughs> but he, it was so great, you know, and uh, oh, it was such a, <laughs> I still have pictures in my mind, but I remember Kelly J. jumping on this grand piano singing, oh, what a feeling. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to crash right through that <laughs> piano. <laughs> but he never did. And afterwards, we talked for hours upstairs about different things that he was doing. And we still chat today. And right. uh, there's just so many people that I've met, and they, they all changed my life in one way or another.
0: So, And everybody who comes into your life certainly does. Absolutely, that's true. And uh, everybody does. That Truly, that is, is the case for everybody that I've ever met in my life, you know, whether it be... Uh, you know, for a positive reason, or a commonality, or radio, or books, people I've partnered with, collaborated. I mean, it, it, strangers. It, it doesn't matter. There's always somebody who brings something to the table, which ultimately you learn something about yourself, right? It's not just about oh, learning. Oh, I learned sh- so much. <laughs> oh, you, you truly do. People are your best lessons, your best teachers. Yeah. And um, and so it's a
1: big universe, and there's yeah, lots of them out there.
0: Absolutely, and I have yet to meet so many more of them. I'm just, you know, I love that. I love interfacing with people, connecting, hearing their journeys, finding out what makes them tick. And so for people who comfortably like to share those stories, share their journey, it's uh I'm always, I just feel eternally blessed for that um, because it is a gift. People who give you the gift of their time and the gift of their wisdom and their experiences, I mean, that is a gift. You know, not everybody feels comfortable or open enough no. uh, to reveal anything. And oftentimes what people decide to share, on some level, it's quite vulnerable. You know, it's, it's a vulnerable act to Connect with people, particularly somebody who you've never actually met before. But there is no other way of, of getting to know somebody or establishing friendships or anything beyond that if you don't take the risk and of take that first of, step. Of, or, just, so. and, and sometimes it's just a smile or it's a hello, yeah. it's an acknowledgement of people's presence, or you know, or it's just complimenting somebody who you don't even necessarily know. Oh, you know, that's a lovely top, or you know, what a lovely smile you have. I mean, it, it's not hard to break the ice with people if, if you choose to do so.
1: Yeah. I know so. one of the things that I enjoyed most when I worked at the radio station was representing them on many boards and things. I, I served three years with Mental Health mm-hmm. Hamilton on their board, the, oh, years and years for the Lung Association. I was um, one of the heads of the United Way uh, in Hamilton, and, oh, I did so many. And then after my accident, I didn't want to quit volunteering. And when I could get walking again, I a friend of mine worked at uh, Halton's Women's Place. And mm-hmm. he said, I need someone to help me fundraise. Would you be interested? And I said, sure. I ended up going there and working there. And I met some wonderful people. And, uh, of course, the people that had to be there and uh, I just got on the phone, and I went to places they'd never even heard of to get donations and to get prizes for the uh, our big charity benefit. And mm-hmm. um, my first year, I was proud to say we made the most money we, they've ever made. Fantastic. And uh, I did that for, uh, I think I worked there for about four years, and mm-hmm. then I left there, and then I went to... Um, Bronte for FAST, Family Adolescent Straight Talk, that worked with uh, children and adults who had uh, problems with alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. And I helped there. And um, I just continue to find something that I can use whatever talents I have that can help people and mm-hmm. help them find themselves like I did. And. Wow. Um, I enjoy
0: that. Well, and thank you for doing that. And uh, it's so lovely to hear that you're committed to continually doing that because I truly believe, as I can tell you, you do as well, and from what we've spoken about uh, mm-hmm. off radio and and now clearly on radio, that truly is what life is all about, you know. And we get so bogged down sometimes with our own minutiae and what we yes. think are priorities and what we think are things that, you know, get us stressed and, uh, you know, life is just too precious and you would know that more than anybody given the fact that you were faced with the possibility, the real possibility and uh, of not being here and that yes. did happen. You know, you well, are here.
1: I'm, I'm sorely blessed. Mm-hmm. I truly am. I, I believe that my mother sent me back here for a reason mm-hmm. and uh, I plan on living a long life. <laughs>
0: Excellent.
1: And, um, you know, I just I just want people to know that when they, it's as simple as going for a walk and listening to what's around you mm-hmm. and how it makes you feel mm-hmm. and it's, and what a feeling it gives you, you know. Absolutely. And, and then you can pass it on. Mm-hmm. And you see the look on other people's faces when they realize that you're right. I never really listened before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then they pass it on. And before you know it, I see people walking one way when I'm going the other way. And they're singing or they're humming or they're whistling back to the birds. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're laughing to themselves. I do. Sometimes I mm-hmm. laugh out loud. <laughs> people must think I'm crazy. <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs>
0: No, I love it. That's oh. uh you know, that's the spirit I think we're supposed to embody. You know, it's just when you when you appreciate and you acknowledge, you know, nature or just humanity or mm-hmm. you know, the little things, the big things, the everything in between things. It's uh there's so much to be mindful of, uh, and to be grateful for because, uh, you know, sometimes it just becomes background. You know, you expect to see trees, you expect to hear birds, you know, you expect to see people walking past you, uh, and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's taking pause. It's taking pause to listen and to taste and to smell and to savor the moment, embrace the conversation. And I just love all that stuff.
1: I do, I have one gentleman that walks by my house every day. He's, he, he's had a stroke, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm. And no
1: matter what the weather is like, he's always out. Sometimes I run into him with uh, when I'm with Dudley. And I said to him one day, you know, I said, I admire you so much. I said, I watch you walk every day, and every day you get a little faster. And mm-hmm. I said, you're smiling to yourself. And I said, you give me such a good feeling about life. And he said, well, he said, I admire you because he says, every time I see you with Dudley, he said, you're always smiling or you're singing to him or you're whistling back at the birds or Mm -hmm. you're talking to all the kids. He said, I want to do that. And I said, you can just Mm -hmm. whistle back to the birds. The kids will will, will hear you and they'll say, what kind of bird is that? And if you don't know, you'll say, I'll look it up. But they'll Mm -hmm. laugh and they're going to make you feel good. Beautiful. So Beautiful. I, keep, I keep looking to see if he's whistling. Yet. <laughs> <And> if <you laughs> so I'm not the only yet? cuckoo on the, on the street.
0: <laughs> no, I think you've got it right. I think people need to tap into your energy and uh, and figure out what it is that makes you tick, that uh, keeps you humble and keeps you grateful, because uh, life is too short to be any other oh, way. it is.
1: Truly. It is. Absolutely. When I- When I think of what I could have lost and all those uh, years after my accident when I was in such despair and I just wanted to end everything and I just couldn't take the pain. And I think, thank God, thank God that something came into my life to make me wake up and appreciate what I had and what I could do. I always used to say I'm an A-plus personality in a C-minus body. (laughs) It drove my doctors nuts. uh, But Zeus and other people taught me that I have reason to reach out and grab life by the Mm -hmm. tail and pull it back Mm -hmm. and invest in it. And I'm so glad I had that encouragement. And well, because it did save my life,
0: mhm so. well, and that's why it's important for people to never underestimate the value of simple kindness. You know, you just, you never know, and I I, I touched upon this uh, just yesterday on my Facebook, you know, you never know what's going on in people's lives, you never know what's going wow. on behind closed doors, and you know, people don't necessarily wear their issues on their sleeves or their hearts on their sleeves, and you know, people don't necessarily want to feel like they're burdening people with their issues or their challenges, because we all know life can be mm-hmm. very challenging, and we are all faced with various challenges, Um you know, that sometimes impede our ability to feel at peace or, you know, feel content or feel like we're energetically in a good space either with ourselves or with everyone surrounding us. And so, you know, no matter what you glean from people's lives, no matter what they may necessarily personify or Whatever it is in some cases they even post about through social media or even the minimal things that they decide to open up and discuss. You just, you know, you always have to give people the benefit of the doubt and know that because we inherently know life can be quite challenging. Um, you know, everybody's dealing with something and it's important to be cognizant of that, whether it comes up in conversation or it gets shared or not. You Mm -hmm. can, you can, you can make the presumption with pretty much everyone on the planet that there's something going on in their lives that they're trying to reconcile. Or work through uh, that they're perhaps grappling with behind the scenes. And so something as simple as a smile or acknowledging someone's presence or giving them an unexpected but genuine compliment or including them in a conversation or including them in a group invitation or an activity or inviting somebody to a party or a social gathering or even Mm -hmm. just connecting one party to another, you know, what you're ultimately doing by 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 making that an uh, attempt and effort and initiative is you're saying you matter. You know, I see you, I hear Mm -hmm. you, you have value, you have purpose. And, um, regardless of what you may be feeling, that doesn't put you on top of your A game. You know what? Yes. I see, I see, I see something in you or, you know, you are somebody who I would like to connect you with to somebody else. You are somebody who I would like to be at the table to have the discussion with or to even just have our own little conversation. Mm-hmm. And you walk away feeling like, wow, that was really nice. Completely unexpected, but it completely changes and sets the tone for someone's day. Well, and
1: when I walked away from you, I swear that the whole world was around me and that I couldn't wait to get home and get on my computer and uh, tell everyone about you. Oh, you. <laughs> and, and then I, I, I actually, I've been banging my head trying to think of a title for my new book, but it'll come to me. Uh-huh. And so I, I started working on it and I would kept laughing and giggling to myself My husband came in and he said, are you all right? And I I said, yeah, I'm laughing. And he says, oh, okay. And then off he went. And uh, I thought, you know, I just feel so good. I just have to let people know that there's more to life than Mm. what they know now. Mm -hmm. That uh, they have all this joy. Share it. Mm -hmm. You know, just smile at someone and see what happens.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know. There are some curmudgeons out there, but, you know, sooner or later, they're going to cave in. (laughs) Well, and, and,
0: and you know, it fundamentally comes down to our choice because we know that there's different levels of people in this world energetically. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, some people are more approachable than others. Some people are more warm and ingratiating than others. Some people are more approachable. Some people are just kinder. Um, and regardless of the reason for why that is, you know, as long as we decide to make the decision, because it fundamentally does come down to choice. You know, who you surround yourself with, who you take advice from, who you how, who you garner inspiration from, who you reach out to connect with, share yourself with, and uh, so you know, if you're putting, if you're choosing to put and emit your energy on the right path with the right people um, people who get you because they're 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 in that element themselves um, and they're kind-hearted and they're loving and they're givers and they're nurturers i mean that's where you absorb your energy that's where you sponge it you know that's where you give it um and as far as anybody else, you know, the naysayers, the haters, the people who are negative, the people who are sitting by waiting you to crumble uh, or, or just don't have it within them to offer a kind word because of where they're ultimately at with themselves, mm-hmm. just let it go. You know, it doesn't serve you. I mean, these people have their own work to do. And I'm committed to continually doing the work on myself, as I can tell that you have and
1: are. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, so it's not about externally looking at everything outside of you to either make excuses or to condemn things. It's just, you know, do the work on yourself be grateful because there's always things to be grateful for oh, and just put your good no stuff kidding. out there and just you know thank people smile acknowledge people uh help people um and and I think if you know if you make those those decisions and those are the people that you continue to align yourselves with then you're in a good space and you're going to continually be on the right path and just you know block out the rest of the stuff cuz it, it you know what's the point it's counterintuitive it's counterproductive it doesn't yep. serve you no. But uh but listen uh Pe- Peggy, we've got like about 5 minutes here before we wrap up. And so um you know, why don't we cap this off with you mentioning maybe, you know, you've talked about some books that you're writing, you're endeavoring to write, uh, you've talked about connecting with other people and, uh, you know, spreading the good word and uh, making people feel like they're not isolated either as a result of similar circumstances, whether it be as a result of, um, you know, pain or vehicle accident or anything life-altering that changes things in a way that it, it affects people emotionally or spiritually or philosophically. So, you know, what is it that you're endeavoring to do? What 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 is your purpose? Where are you going? We've got four minutes here.
1: Well, I think the most important thing I want to keep doing is with Myla Walks, with Dudley, I see people that sit outside. They don't wave, they don't smile, and and I know they're lonely, but when we go by, we always say, good morning, and I smile. And after five years, this dear, sweet, little old lady walked to the end of her driveway and said, you make my morning. And I said, said, well, you make mine. So that's one thing that I'm still going to continue. And the children, the Mm -hmm. things that I can pass on to the children. Mm -hmm. And my, my first book, Dedicated to Zeus, a second Mm -hmm. chance at life, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the one that I'm going to try and get together after about my bariatric surgery, letting people know that uh, because that was quite a transformation for me. Mm Physically, okay. emotionally, chemically—you name it—it it all hit me at once.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Peggy, we're really looking forward to your projects coming out. I, of course, will uh, be one of the first in line at your book signings or to purchase oh, okay. copies to plug you and spread the word. So I know that we'll continue to talk and nurture oh, our will. relationship. behind. we
1: will. You're the scenes. in my life now. <laughs> stop
0: together. So listen, Peggy, I want to thank you very much for the time that you've given us to uh, share your beautiful, positive message here today. I'm sure it's resonated with everybody who has tuned in with us. And so I just want to say to our listening audience, thank you very much once again for joining me. Lisa McDonald here at Carpe Diem on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I go live, as you know, every Friday at 11 to 4 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to be uh, a guest on my show or if you have any topic ideas, please feel free uh, to contact me at lisa mcdonald author.com mcdonald is m c d o n a l d or i can also be reached by email at lisa mcdonald 13 at gmail.com peggy it's been a treat thank you so much we'll talk soon to the listening audience everybody have a wonderful day have a wonderful weekend be safe and enjoy your life bye-bye you've been listening to carpe diem with your host lisa mcdonald for more information please go to lisa's website at lisa mcdonald author.com